This week on The Uncommon Truth, Steve and Vicky are back and we're continuing our discussion series about what Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like. This time we're taking a look at the parable of the talents. What talents has Jesus entrusted you with? What are you supposed to do with those talents? And what if you don't feel particularly gifted? I promise you won't want to miss this episode. Here's what you can expect. You think you can let someone like me work for you? Will you hire me into your kingdom? <coughs> and he, he does something better. And it's a process, but he adopts you in. And it's becomes his kingdom becomes your house, your, you know, your inheritance. He even says later, the hireling runs in trouble. But the son stays because he knows this is his father's house, this is his father's place, and he's got to defend it. So they're kind of like built this work they're doing, this investment, um, doubling their their talents. It's almost like they're building their the kingdom that they will inherit. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. that this way. yeah, they're building the very inheritance of their future. You're listening to the Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Well, Steve and Vicky, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth in person. Here we are. Back from vacation. Literally How's it going? two hours ago, walked into the town of Oroville. Drove into the town of Oroville. All right. Glad you didn't have to walk. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you guys coming back from vacation, it's like Moses coming back down the mountain. Oh. The faces are glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm know, glowing. Just, just excited to, to be it. back. We had a great time. We didn't. I don't think we got in one fight, did we? No. Not one. No, I was really passive. <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely passive. Yeah, really, you're a saint. It was very helpful. It was wonderful. Vacation, I just saw videos Steve, of you, calls me. you guys singing and driving. Oh, it was and, great. Yeah. Brown-eyed girl, and um, I haven't ever been with a woman long enough for my boots to get old. Yeah. Okay. We've been together We've been so together long. so long, now the toes need re-so. MTV, oh, nice. Marshall Tucker Band. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Steve, Stevie was singing. And so we checked in with you guys in Montana. That was a fabulous place. And Wyoming, I hey, think, Hey, Mark, right? if you're listening. Yep. Yeah, Mark, Mark the Mark, Cowboy. Mark the Cowboy. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I liked uh, my favorite part of that was hearing the birds singing behind you guys in the in the uh, audio. Really? It was cool. We haven't heard listened to it yet. Have I we? know. I was just going to oh, say. Oh, that's awkward. We didn't listen. It's the best we, one. We finally we could have to today. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't. We didn't. We were out of self. That's probably best. You got some new ideas flowing. And yeah. we'll yeah, just. We'll, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Steve's flowing. So what, what, what so about the, the last does. the last week? The last week of your, your vacation, what did you get up to? Um, we, we, we started in uh, wilderness. Well, you guys talked to us on Saturday. We left wilderness edge, Montana by West Yellowstone. We drove to jackpot, Nevada, yep. mm. which, which is halfway, Nevada. <laughs> which is halfway from, um, yeah, West Yellowstone to, uh, Reno. Yeah. And then we spent, then we got to Reno, spent two nights there and then we've been camping for two nights. Cool. And so we 
went home and showered and it feels like heaven. Mm, feels good. Yeah. Nice. And so I know, I know that the Lord usually speaks to you when you're on vacation. What, any uh, previews of what he might've shown you? I'm sorry, but no. No, not, no, okay. We'll to we got to give the podcast listeners a little bit of... Uh, I think very, there was one, but we'll some, talk about it later. There's very personal stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And talk to, an, talk to a friend that I believed in that's really struggled with life, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it threw me for a loop. These last two days have been a real struggle after talking to that person, you know? Yeah. And how faith is just such an attack on faith right now mm. through, through all these different um, religious endeavors that lead you anywhere but Jesus, mm. you know, and uh, this person is a victim of that. They just, you know, we're all in. The Bible is everything. Father Jesus. God was everything. But no, you know, Jesus just uh, in that stream just didn't uh, didn't get glorified much. And uh, you just see a lot of fall away, a lot of people just really hurting. And so I had some of that. And uh, the things he said to me are a little bit disconcerting and uh, I'm still processing so hmm. we will um, in our staff and team meetings we'll probably start to work on them and wrestle with them and we'll see yeah well it's really good to, to have you guys back everybody Thanks. comes out of their offices and pulls oh, into so the parking good. lot to give you a hug I'm so glad to see everybody we it missed is everybody nice. we love we, it's our family yeah love being poured out is always welcome it's pretty cool I yeah. think I think one thing that Steve didn't say was when we were traveling uh to Spokane did you already say this on the podcast how <sighs> maybe you said it last week how you felt um so the amazing decision 42 years ago to follow Jesus and go up to Spokane and it's a mir- miracle uh story where uh he the Lord told him at eight o'clock to leave that moment basically to leave Sacramento to move to Spokane to marry me and then at eight o'clock the next morning I had called to tell him not to come hmm. and he was on the road so just we going down that road uh, highway 97 uh he, he had some visitations from the yeah, Lord it was really about amazing. one decision can change everything yeah it's that so weird one, one choice yes. to get one up yes. I told my mom I'm, I gotta go I yes. felt like the Lord just told me I gotta go she goes I know you're going I go on Monday I said no I gotta go tonight hmm. and I, I just feel very much strongly they saying get up and go now so I hug my mom and dad goodbye and I was on the road by one in the morning and you know for context there's no cell phones no pagers this is yep. pre-electronic age he's in a 1964 Conline van <laughs> with a 190 straight six going yeah. up up highway like 97 for about a million car. hours mm. thing wouldn't go past 50 fully loaded like you that you know forward he's good I know yeah. how you no, feel no, no, with I lean that. Forward in the line oh yeah, just because to, yeah, yeah, because you need the inertia. It was mm-hmm. quite a day, and that night when I called her, she was so dif- distant and um, not happy to hear from me. And she, I didn't know she'd been calling my mom and everybody else to try to find me to say don't come. Yep. Yeah. And had I stayed, it would have been a whole different world. And the revelation was that every single thing that's happened since that day. Yeah, that's crazy. All, and and really, it was a day in June, early June. And we didn't. We can't remember the date, but it was a day in early June of 1979, and we were driving up that highway on a day in early June 2021, right? And I just had this amazing, overwhelming uh, feeling of all of the days of my life from that day. Yeah, it's all crazy. the blessings, every person that's received anything. Our marriage has had such a profound impact on so many people mm-hmm. in a personal way, not a radio way, not a, not a yep. message here and a message there, but a life lived in front of people as real, as loving, as fully involved, all in. And, you know, uh, every single bit of it 
it goes right back to that day and that drive up that same road 42 years ago. Mm. Um, me f knowing God told me for a reason to get up and go in the middle of the night. And I left at one in the morning. I drove out of Sacramento at one in the morning, you know. And I just had this amazing feeling of every good thing Isn't in my awesome. life, everything, my children, my grandchildren. You know, how you can carry this out. You can keep going carrying this out of all the things that occurred in my life because I got up and went. Wow. Yeah. That's good. And That's pretty cool. That was a really powerful thing. Yeah, we were in it. We stopped for something to eat. We were sitting at a table, and all of a sudden I was overwhelmed. I just had a visitation like I've never, I don't normally have. And he that's was, when the, where the message started to shake me. Where, you know, uh, the, everybody doesn't have a story like that where they were called at, to leave now, go now. Mm -hmm. And you get up and go, and then you're, and, and then all of the events, and yeah, looking back, and sitting there at that table, he was showing me some things at that, a truck stop. Uh, at a truck stop, yeah, yeah, on the way up, and I, you know, I've got to wrestle with all of that. I don't know, I've been, I've been quite disturbed. It's disturbed my sleep. It's disturbed everything, and I just, you know, you see where God has turned you here, turned you there, wow. lifted you there, put you down there. You, your your uh, your journey had a purpose, and you didn't get your purpose, and you, th you feel like a failure. But it was He shows you, no, it was me that turned you away from that, mm. and all the good things that have happened since you did not get that. You know, mm. and it just many, 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 many of these instances, it and it's, it's kind of been a year of that. I've had quite a few of these. Him showing me how he's directed me and where he's taken me. And I look at the Father's house and I, you know. want to weep. I've never seen anything in the world like this. And I certainly have no education to be able to say I knew how to build this because mm -hmm. I did not. Saw Jesus. I can say that that day is just an example of my whole life. That if he says, give this, I give this. Lose that, I lose that. Go there, I go there. And... Uh, I think that that story is kind of a dichotomy of all of the different decisions and things in my life. The Father's House was built simply out of Vicky and I both saying yes. That's it. To whatever, to whatever the day brings. Yes. And I recently worked 51 days in a row to get the mud run, and I was thoroughly exhausted. And there is not a single ounce of me that says I regret that, that was or I would day. ever do anything different, or ever want to be able to do anything. I just, I am not a victim of that. I am the absolute recipient of incredible blessing that I got to be part so of cool. something He was doing, and that's how the Father's house was built. You just go here, go there, because He said go here, go there. Do this, do, this, do, that. do that, because He said do this, do that. Give, don't give. Put this here, move this here. And I think that the decision to get up from my parents' house when I was leaving my parents virtually for life, say, sorry, but I got to go now, was, is just a real pointed story about what our life's been like and why the Father's House, the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and I get to be part of it, happened because we just said yes to what he's telling us. We didn't mm -hmm. make anything up. And I just I think this would be a good time to say, you know, if you if this is something that you really want, like you know, like you're feeling in your spirit, like wow, I, I would like to live that way, you know, check out our school of transformation. Yeah. It starts in September and it'll just change your life. It's all about you and Jesus, right? Yeah, it starts and right at the beginning of September. So right really at the beginning. almost like the end of August. And and, and if you, you come to Oroville, it doesn't matter how old you are, come. And if you can't join us in person for six months, Please join us via um, Zoom on School Light Transformation. Yeah, it's a life of uh, faith. 
And um, we just invite every one of you that if you want to check us out. And what's the podcast for? What's the uh, email or the it's, uh, uh, website? Yeah, the website is transformationschool.org. Yeah. And uh, they've been the team has been doing a good job of of throwing out some videos and stuff, showing people what exactly it looks like it's to. Amazing. Uh, like I, I uprooted my family, came down from sure rural Canada to do it, and uh, it was definitely life changing. And yeah. at first, it was like uh, <laughs> it was it was hard life changing. Yeah. Um, but there was always the like, wow, look at this. Yeah. You know, um, it's stunning. Yeah. So, it's and I've got mud runs behind me now. Yeah. And and, uh, and gifts of hope. Christmas assistant, lights of hope, all these Wasn't different the things. Wasn't the mud run a few weeks ago just amazing? Oh, it was, yeah, it was Two great. Two-day event with, uh, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000 people, and it was just stunning. It was yeah. so fun, and it was just, if you can't come over, come over, for the, come over and volunteer for the mud run yeah. in uh, June. And uh, I just want to take one note before we go and see what Steve's wearing today. What's it say, Steve, on your shirt? It says uh, August 1965. No, 56. not now. Oh, 1956. You're not, you're not 50, 57, 1956, 65 years of awesome. <laughs> for, nice. being, for being awesome. Is, is it because your birthday's coming up? It's coming up. He so bought it 65 himself. 65 years of being awesome. Where'd you get it? I ordered it online. He just has a lot of time when we're gone. He's on Amazon early. No, I ordered it before we left. Did you really? I tried to get it before we left, and it came after I left. Okay. 65 years of being awesome. I wanted to wear it around the world saying, 65 years of awesome. (laughs) I'm old. (laughs) I think it would have started a few conversations. I I wouldn't have minded. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So They would have asked you how many times in those 65 years were you just so happy that somebody asked you about it. He's going to kill you. A couple times. (laughs) That's a, That's if a you're new joke. to the show, we've got some inside jokes. Yeah. You'll you'll get to learn them. Uh, a couple times in his life, Steve has been approached and asked, "Why are you so darn happy?" happy. Yeah, he said that only one day. a couple times, twice in my life. And, yeah, and, and how many my, times have you been asked that question? Oh, thousands. You've never thousands been. Thousands and never thousands. Are you crazy? We're still walk up and ask you why you're so dang happy. I oh, just, are you kidding me? I walk around smiling, and they don't ask you that question all the time. It's they clear just know you are happy. They just know. They don't need it's to ask. Jesus. You are happy a lot. I'm happy a lot. And Those two times. Yeah, no. <laughs> so <laughs> listeners notice they're back from vacation. and, and they asked uh, me. The Bickersons are back. A lot. This is great. The this is, People don't just walk up and ask you why you're so happy very often. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> I've never, ever heard anyone ask you that. Well, why you, are you so dang you're happy? You're not with me. <laughs> because <laughs> because <laughs> you're together why? <laughs> Sometimes I'm not with you. Like oh, Lord, 80% my, of the day, what does it matter with you? What does it matter? Maybe they don't ask her that when you're around. Maybe it's years of being awesome. So let's talk about the scripture we're talking let's let's move well, on 61 pretty... years of being awesome <laughs> it's actually it's a... subtracting every time you open your mouth <laughs> he's gonna take a, a, a sharpie tonight on my shirt stretch and stretch the five out 42 41 yep it's actually 64 <laughs> up scratch actually three every time he's mean to me yeah i'm mean to you he's never mean well to me. okay so our, our intro there our, our little check-in is actually does a pretty good segue to what we're going to talk about because oh, it boy. is about uh making the most of what the lord's given you which i mean we spent a little bit of yeah, time talking that we're done um but we're in our series this is actually I think it's our 103rd episode, wow. and we're on uh, episode nine of season three, wow. all about what the kingdom of heaven is like, and straight from the words of Jesus, Jesus. when he's telling people, this is what the kingdom is like. We should listen. And uh, so I'm going to read a parable. If you're following along at home, it's the parable of the talents. 
the version from Matthew 25, and it's a little bit long, but I'm going to, I've recently been hired to do some voiceover work because I've got a voice for radio <laughs> and a face for radio, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to soothe you guys with my, uh, my reading of scripture Go here. Ahead. So you like the NIV version. On I know I put, oh, I, w- I got to change it. I was in the NASB for Steve There you go. and Steve. I'll switch back. Um, I, Luke, you know, peer pressure, and I have to be in the English Standard Version. So English Standard, um, but I'll version. go to the NASB. I've really enjoyed the uh, I've really enjoyed the parable. So they've really been life changing for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really good to just take a look at what Jesus says. Come on, it's like, and um, and so we'll get to this one. So this is the parable of the talents, and this is Jesus speaking. All red letters here. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents immediately went and did business with them and earned five more talents. In the same way, one who had received the two talents earned two more. But he who received one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have earned five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Wow. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have earned two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Now the one who had received the one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, (laughs) reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid, so I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you still have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You worthless, lazy slave. Did you know that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. And throw the worthless slave into the outer darkness." In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That was a long one, oh, and um, and it's yeah. There's a lot going on there. So what? I mean, what stands out first? Well, what stands out first? Do you have something? Well, I just it's 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 so amazing that they're ser- like they're servants, but it for me it was he gives them according to their ta- what they're able to do so he's you know one guy gets what five and the other guy gets two and the other guy gets one and so it's like there's like a sliding scale of ability for every one of us he knows what we're we're we're, can be responsible for and what we can do and he wants us to double double that portion Hmm. and he was he was so gracious to them you know and and kind and then the other one the third one he what he wasn't gracious and kind he was really ticked off with him and uh i think we often gloss over this parable about when we talk about being a christian and what does that mean Mm. it's like taking your talents and doubling them and you know we we talked a few weeks ago about the um the sower was it last week and he he wants us to replicate he and it's not finished until we're done 
So that just stood out to me. I know I'm sure Steve has something um, incredibly deep for us. Well, the talents in this story are life. You know, it's like yeah. it's like life force, life abilities, life. It, it really is talents like abilities, and it's not necessarily money. Mm-hmm. Or, no. And he who much is given, given. in life, it's like good. the one born with, you know, we're all born in these circumstances. Some of us don't even have all our limbs. Some of us are tall. Some of us are short. We have all different abilities, That's what I like. scopes of life. You know, there's we we in our family have a girl that was phenomenal athlete with a with a son named Mark who can't do anything. He can't pick a quarter up off a table, kind of thing. And uh, so his the skill levels are so different. And the, and in this story, they're all slaves, and they all have a master. So they already belong in, they're on the inner circle. They're owned by this master. And they have different talents and different expectations. And the same way we do. And But the one that's given more talent is supposed to have more outcome, more return. The one thing I hardly ever hear talked about in this parable is that I was given five. I went and I earned five. When the masters came, I didn't give him his investment back. I didn't just give him his principal back like a bank wants. They want, you could just go pay the principal and you get to keep what you earn with it. So you go borrow money, make money with it. You pay them back what's due theirs and you keep the rest. In this parable, each person was gave the principal and the interest back because their Everything. life is owned. So whatever they make with the master's talent belongs to the master also Hmm. in our life everything belongs to him so i'm i have a particular skill of collecting and making money and 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 projects putting projects together well it's none of those belong to me they all i do them for him i do them by his calling and i do them to return to him a, a, a talent of lives touched lives invested in and lives won you know people mm-hmm. won over to Jesus now in this the guy um, gets invited into his rest in another place this ter- parable he's given charge over more mm-hmm. he's given more to do because he did well with you so you yeah. do good with it I'll give you more to do yeah that's it does say that there uh, no complaints yeah yeah the last now guy I'm put you in charge of many things the wow. last guy is called lazy and worthless and sent away to punishment and outer darkness weeping and gnashing and it's just like the stakes are high here to understand this Hmm. and the first words of this parable says it is like for it is just like well what is it he just finished the story of the bridesmaids and started that one with the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to it is like Ten virgins, and he tells a story, and it's and he goes, it is like continuing the it is like. Yeah. So what he's really saying is the kingdom of heaven is like a man about to go on a journey. The king leaves things in our hands, and I, I all the time people say, well, I can't do nothing. The Lord has to do it. Well, that isn't exactly what this story says. Mm. This story says the Lord left it with you to do. That's good. The, the parable of the vineyard. I'm leaving. You take care of the vineyard. Do do this, this, and this. When he sent his servant to find out how you guys doing, they beat him and sent him away. Send the son, they killed him. Right? And it's like 
He puts it in your hands. Your life belongs to you to do with what you want. Now, your first decision is, will you be a slave to him? Everyone who decides to be a servant to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Father of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, is, has to look, take stock of who they are and what they have. Wow. And what they, I want my life to return to him. And it's, see, it's not a burden. It's not like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's a joy. Look what he did for me. You think he would let me work for him? Hmm. You think he would let me take what he's given me and use it for his glory? When we go to the altar all the time, people say, I invite you into my life. And then they're just desperate. Pray, oh, save my mom, save my son, save my, you know, Mm -hmm. save my world, pay my rent. Give me, help me, Lord, I'm desperate. And I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying that is not the best way to get come to the Lord. The best way to come to the Lord is to say, Lord, I give my life to you. I will follow you and I will belong to you. And like this story says, I will be your slave. Yeah. And by the way, your rent is due and your mom needs saving and right? yeah. <laughs> you can take care of it. Yeah, and so my life has a lot of screwed up stuff in it. I got sick kids and late bills and, and I got misery and got people who hate me, people mad at me. And so you want this life? You think you could let someone like me work for you? Will you hire me into your kingdom? <clears throat> and he, he does something better. And it's a process, but he adopts you in. Yeah. And it's becomes his kingdom becomes your house, your, you know, your inheritance. He even says later, the hireling runs in trouble. But the son stays because he knows this is his father's house, this is his father's place, and he's got to defend it. So they're kind of like built this work they're doing, this investment, um, doubling their their talents. It's almost like they're building their the kingdom that they will inherit. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. That this yeah, they're building the very inheritance of their future. And the one guy says, you know, I didn't build nothing. I just made sure you didn't lose your you lose it. And he calls him lazy and worthless. Now, Vicky and I, once we had two children, we've reproduced ourselves. We've, we've, we were given 10 talents. We have, you know, how do we, at the end of their life, we present two of our children to the Lord that here's, here's our, you know, you gave us two lives. You, you took our two lives in and we made two more. Here they are. But the truth is Vicky and I've made a lot more than that. Not just our four children, our other two children, but on top of that, all of the people in our life, because we said yes. And we said yes. And we said yes. And we went and we did and we said, you're letting me work for you. So I'm going to I'm going to impress you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to abstain and I'm going to give and I'm going to go and I'm going to work and I'm going to do. And I, I only have one reason to do it. And that's to bless him because I'm going to give it all to him. And I don't want to give him nothing. I don't want to say, hey, I gave you back what you had. Because before I get before I came in the picture, he didn't have nothing. I I had my life and I was messing it up, but once he took my life, now I have something. And like you said, I'm building. I get to I get to work on the very kingdom that I get to inherit. It's good. And so I want to build it up and I want to present it all. And I got to remember, it's all his, not just the return, not just the investment. It's the return and the investment belong to him. And then I will be the one that he says, enter your rest. That's my goal. Enter your, my rest, you good and faithful servant. Good. And every parable says these things. And I don't know how we end up with the church, the church believe in what we believe today. Because every single Jesus parable says the same thing. There are two outcomes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really touched at the, um, the personality of the three, three individuals in the story. The two knew, seemed like they knew 
what was valuable to the, the master. They knew the master. Mm-hmm. The third one didn't. He just made his own. He made his own way, his own Christianity, his own way to heaven, or you know, um, and he was wrong. And it's to me, it's a real caution for us who love Jesus is like to know the real Jesus and re- the real Master and the way it's talking about when he goes away and he comes back. Well, he's coming back for us either in death or the second coming of Christ. And I don't want to just say, look, I say I, I took my life and I, here's back my life, you know. And he, mm-hmm. he called, what's he called? Evil, evil and lazy? Worthless and lazy. Worth, worthless and lazy. And I just don't want that to be, heaven forbid, you know. Yeah. I'm not the most talented person. I probably don't have five. I probably have two or three compared to if I line myself up with other people at the Father's house. I have an ability, though, um, years ago, the, I, I was asking the Lord, it's like, what talent do I have? Because... I'm looking at my husband, I look at my daughters, you know, and, and all the beautiful people surround, surround me. And honestly, there, there's, a, there's a very tangible uh, basket of talent that they all have. And I, didn't, I just don't have that. I'm not a perfectionist. It's close enough for me, you know. Hmm. And, um, and then the Lord just said something really remarkable. He said, you're hospitable and you're a mom. You're really good at that. Well, take that and multiply that. So every one of us has some talents that maybe we don't know. You know, maybe we, we do compare against other people and we're just almost rendered useless because I can't, I can't be Steve. Hmm. I can't be Max. No, but you can be you. And the Lord's given you talents of some sort. So I think, I just think it's remarkable that three different uh, people in the story and how they all have their wrong, the two have the right version of Jesus and one has a wrong. Mm-hmm. And in every parable we're, we're talking about, that seems to be the case. It's like, who are you going to identify with? Which one are you going to be? You're going to be the seed? You're going to be the virgins? You're going to be the, the, um, the, the, the servants? Yeah. It's up to us. It's absolutely up to us. Yeah. You know. So even the third one, maybe he thought, you know, maybe he just believed the hellfire and brimstone kind of message, and that was it. So he, yeah. he just was so scared. He's, he's afraid to move. What he, what he did was made up his own version. That's what I said. He, yeah, he made up his own version yeah. of it, and, and he went with it. And he, and he, and he didn't investigate whole, it. He, yeah, he invested his whole life yeah. into it. Yeah. And that's that just scares me so much. Scares for, me. For the, the way so many people around me are telling me things. I'm like, well, have you read these parables? We're really, we're literally you, shocked as we, we go across America and talk to people. Regard, it's because they again, make up their own version. They make up their own version, and I just want to read Jesus in context, and I want to know what He says, and yeah. and I want to be holy because He's holy, and I want to know the truth because it's you know that's going to set me free, and yeah. He is the truth. So yeah, the version. Be careful of the versions that you're believing. And don't take our word for it. Read and study to show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. Read Jesus in context. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. So I, I joined this rugby team in Chico, uh, half an hour away, because I really like rugby. It's been a long time since I played in college. And I wanted it to be a way to like make uh, just relationships awesome. with, with other people. Happened to be these two young guys from the LDS church, Mormon guys, and they one of them's really good at rugby. So... They're probably thinking the same thing I am. Let's go to rugby practice. We'll join this rugby team. And they've been taking the team members, everybody who said yes, which is most of them actually, and giving their, their spiel on, on this is, you know, will you let us show you what the Book of Mormon's all wow. about? And so I said, well, let's go have dinner. And Yosa and I took them out for Chipotle. Wow. And so we wanted to talk to them to see, yeah. see what they're like. And, and it's like on, on the surface, it sounds really like, oh, that kind of sounds comparable, yeah, right? You bet. And then uh, when you actually get to talk to them, it's it's very different. Uh, it's it's very it's a completely different version, right? Uh, but there's there's none of this like 
like st- uh, like reading reading the words of Jesus and just figuring out what what he says because they in some way they sort of take the Bible at, the, at you know as scripture and I haven't figured out exactly how but um, if even it, you know they haven't put a whole lot of stock in just reading something like this because um, you know I, I've I talked to some other folks who who used to be Mormon and they're like oh yeah I just read Jesus from from the New Testament, and now I'm not, you know, I'm wow. not Mormon anymore because, that's interesting. you know, that's, it's just, I, I read it, and I didn't read anything else, exactly like you usually say, um, and it, it stri- strikes It'll me rock your world. as as we just read these parables, right? We're not going, we're like just the ones that say, for it is like, and the kingdom of heaven is like, um, and those are like, kind of, you know, and we could probably pick four or five different ways to take this parable, um, you know, and and find something out of it. It was just, it's oh, so interesting. Everyone will preach. They're, they're, like I said before we started, these parables have really have really rocked my world, just listening to them. And he's so, so clear. Mm-hmm. He, there is no confusion when you read no. this in context. Go ahead. I think you said So in, in the world right now, there's so much debate, so much argument. There's even on, on YouTube, there's so many pe- people criticizing by name other pastors saying they are false teachers and there's just all this argument going on and uh, the national media has grabbed onto it and they're interviewing all these famous pastors all the big ones the the top names i don't want to mention you know the ones of the biggest churches in america and they they nailed they put them in a corner to try to get them to say that homosexuality is wrong Mm -hmm. abortion is wrong um, gay marriage is wrong and they won't do it and a couple have a couple do but the vast majority just won't do it, and um, it's interesting. I come to the I come to the end of this, and I thought, well, you know what's interesting is you don't decide what marriage is. De- you don't. We, you, and I don't decide. I can agree with you or disagree with you. What's the difference? There's only one person who decides whether what marriage is, hmm. and that's God. And you're not going to convince him. You're not going to stand in front of him. Who, you know, you said abortion and you want to talk about it. What about in the case of rape or incest? And it's like, I'm just, you just, it doesn't really matter what you and I agree to. You can convince me of that or this or good, bad, life, no life. There's only one who knows the answer to that. And it's only going to be the, his answer. You're going to go up there with your argument and it's going to fall flat. So every subject in Christianity, can you drink? Can you do this? Can you do that? Is this permissive? Is that permissive? Is this okay? And that Okay. Should I try to invest my talents this way or that way? But there's only one answer. There's only one that knows, and it's Jesus. And the fact that people don't read things like this, where this is what he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. And he also says, truly, truly, I say to you, verily, I say to you, which means truly as well. I'm telling you the truth is what he's saying. And there's only one truth, and there's only one that's going to tell you the truth. And these parables say, You've been given a life to invest, and what you return to him depends on whether your life belongs to him or not. If you give him your life and you let him use you, you're going to end up with, at least in these stories, double the talents, double the return. You're going to be returning to the Lord an investment, a return on investment of him buying your life on a cross you're going to return to him a return on investment that's going to get you invited in and everyone who thinks you're already invited you've already arrived you're already there you got nothing to do it's all finished on the cross that's not what these parables say Hmm. 
maybe you should go to the only one that has the right opinion. He's the only one going to say what the definition of investing your talents is. He's the only one that's going to decide is the return on your investment suitable. You're going to come up with your own plan. He's going to say, you worthless and lazy servant. I mean, why didn't you use your head and realize that mm -hmm. I am God? And you are not. How many times has he said already in the Old Testament, I am the Lord your God. I am one God. There are no gods before me, around me, or near me. There's only me, and I will decide what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to change. And you, you probably could have come up with lots of reasons not to drive to Spokane that night. Yeah. You know, why it didn't make sense. You why, taken well, a this isn't, this isn't, yeah, ask, ask everybody around you. What do you think? I need to pray maybe, about the, this. maybe the Lord's telling me this, but I'm just not sure. And, and the revelation you received on your trip is your life wouldn't be anything like it is oh now. Oh my gosh. The things had, that I would have missed out on. not just said yes, right? The horror of not listening and the, and the blessing of listening are so, we're so wow. clear on this drive that I got, I got touched. And I think that this is what I'm so afraid of for so many people. Paul the Apostle on the last days of his life saying, I have not attained, for I have not attained to the resurrection. Mm. What wow. the heck's he talking about? Why are we ignoring these things? And every single parable saying that he's going to reckon the talents one day. He's going to come and reckon the talents. Mm. He's going to come and, and invite those with oil in their lamp in, and those without oil in their lamp are not going to make the feast. They're not going to attain to the feast. And he just goes on, the sheeps and the goats, the one that fed the least of these, the one that didn't feed, the tree that's bearing fruit, the tree that's not bearing fruit, the cut off and thrown in a fire, off. lifted up and blessed. It's every single story is clearly saying that at the end of our days, when we have raced the race to the finish Correct. line, run the complete journey to the end and met our day. We have a granddaughter that's already there. Her day was only seven years long. We have a friend that recently left after 42 years. His race ended. Mine's not gone yet. I'm wearing a shirt saying I'm 65. I have my my journey has not ended. I got to keep running. Mm -hmm. My investment is not finished. I recently cashed in the investment of my trust for my mother because her race ended. Time to reckon. Mm -hmm. Time to add it all up. Split it amongst the inheritors. That's what's going to happen. You don't do it in advance. You do it when you cross the line. And every single one of these says that he's going to come and he's going to make a reckoning. And there, it just goes on and on. There must be 20 of them. Oh, my. Yeah. We've already talked about quite a few, and they all have the same Outcome. drumbeat. They all have the same broken record. Just like he's us. going to gather you together and he's going to, this one is about talents. The last one was about oil in the lamp. And he's going to say, what did you do with what I left I in your you. hands? Mm -hmm. Now, my, you gave me your life. It belongs to me. I put your life in your hands to tell you, to let you, let you act upon it. What did you bring me in your life? Oh Lord, I had a, I decided, I decided, I did, I believe, you know what I believe, Lord. <laughs> and it, who cares? Mm -hmm. He's going to say, what did you do? I, I, according to the instructions, I left you. How did you invest your life in the least of these? 
in the gospel, in the kingdom, in the kindness, goodness, and love of the Lord, in the obedience, in loving one another, the things that he told, the turning the other cheek, the standing out as different in your community, in your world. You know, you know I can go on in, in this subject, but this is really the most, the, such an important verse about, I decided, Lord, that you, I decided to take stock of who you are. You lazy, the, worthless servant. He came to the wrong conclusion yeah. because um, one thing I was thinking about is the their, the servants, the slaves' vision of who the master was determined what they did what with they what did. they were given. It, right? Absolutely, yeah. And especially. so the the two that did well, they were the ones um, who decided, yeah, I'm going to. They, they knew he was he was uh, benevolent and and good. And so they took risks with the, the stuff that he, he yeah. gave them, they right? They tried. Because, they, yeah, so they actually, because you can't make an investment without risking something, yeah. right? Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard to double what you put mm-hmm. in without risking. And so they put that, they put it in play, right? Knowing that that was what's expected them to put it in play. Yeah. Um, the other one was afraid to put it in play. Yeah. And, and was just completely... It, um, one commentary I read said it was an insult to the master because if he really was so afraid of him, why didn't he just, you know, that would have been even more motivation to do the right thing, Correct. right? Because yeah. you're afraid. I'm wondering if it's, it, I'm wondering if it's, it's, they tried, you know, so I was thinking like the two, the two servants that, you know, the, the successful ones, what if they really tried and they, you know, they tried and they tried their best to invest it, you know, but the guy, the other guy, didn't try at all. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no, there was he no work. It, hit it under a rock. Yeah, there's yeah. not, nothing, there's no, there's no, like you said, risk in that. And uh, it's, uh, it's sobering. It's, a, yeah. it's sobering. The as, as you hear the versions, like Steve said, people say, well, this is what I believe. Well, good for you. You know, I mean, that, I, I don't think that's going to be good for you. It's not going to convince when you're mm-hmm. when you come to to Jesus. So you come to the end of your life because every one of us are coming to the end of the finish line. Mm-hmm. And the reckoning day of reckoning is coming, and I don't think he's going to say, "Well, Max, what did you think?" You know, um, yeah. you know what? Yeah, he's not according to what we're reading. And I would just rather believe him. I mean, I just would rather believe Jesus. Take it's his gonna word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be just like he says it's going to be. That's right. It's going to be just like Jesus says it's yeah. going to be, and that's just how we, as he told us, and that's what we fashioned our life is that. What maybe maybe we're wrong, but we've lived an incredible life following Jesus, had fruit replicated ourselves and we don't have any remorse or, or second guessing it's or like we want to run time. right through the right through the finish line yeah. and when I, I really my did my goal in life is to see him face to face and say well done good and faithful daughter mm-hmm. that's it that's yeah. my life I've and this master did not say oh you misunderstood me i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry you did that you the wrong well, version. But, mm-hmm. you, but you at least you at least you kept the the investment yeah all right poor guy no, he calls him names and sends him away to eternal punishment. <laughs> oh and it's like outer oh darkness, gosh. weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I don't think people are getting this. It's a, there's a lot at stake Stop to say, you know what I believe, or you know what I think, Lord. Um, I have my own faith. God's not like well, that. Well, I don't think he's going to say, well, I'm glad you have your own faith. And, you know, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Except he yeah. says in every, he tells it very clearly here. Either it's true or it's not. That's, a, that's, that's our statement. If it's true, let's do it. Let's follow it. Let's believe it. If it's not true, let's go ahead and get on with something else. Yeah. You drink and be married In, in my life, I've found that it's true. And I think that I am, 
I know I have to evaluate people's talents all the time and, and I have to encourage them. Sometimes I have to talk them into it. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, talk I wanted you to get into that it. a little bit, actually. Yeah. Talk you into it. I mean, you're, I'm giving you an opportunity to get to serve him, mm-hmm. a place to serve him. There's no yeah. roadblocks here. You get to, not have to. Go ahead. Well, I was thinking, um, thinking of the, the folks that like, who would be a little bit like Vicky, who are like, I don't even know what I have to give. And then I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who have, have thought that or are thinking that. But when you were both talking about, or you said Vicky like mothering people yeah. and being hospitable to them is something that you're hardwired to do. Correct. Like that's just, that's you mm-hmm. and Steve building things and widening the tent pegs and just what can we do next? How can we invite more people? And how can up. we, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being a father to people, that's how you're wired. Um, it's almost harder for you two to not live that out than it is to, to go and do it. Right. And, and while you're away, I was thinking, man, it's, like the running a summer camp was just like it was hard work but it was so fun because i it was how i was wired right Correct. and i'm getting ready to take kids on a camp out here with with our kids church and it's like okay well people are saying isn't it going to be hard sleeping outside for you know 3 days and it's going to be record setting heat for those 3 days yeah. i'm like well it's going to be fun like i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it and it, I guess it's because that's how I'm wired. Correct. If I were to have to do the gifts and talents somebody else has received and like, you know, I'd rather be sweating at 108 outside than doing a spreadsheet somewhere. And, right. and other people are like, oh, give me that spreadsheet. Correct. I'm going to organize that thing that's for the good. good of everybody. And I, I would just, I don't know. I just keep thinking, ask the Lord, what's your, what is yours that he's given you? He says, the, uh, he says, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. And, of your and heart. I think instead of saying, well, this is what I desire, Lord, give yep. it to me. It's like, I desire to do this for you, Jesus, right? And give me the capital to make it happen. I think, I think it's really good. I think just stopping and seeing what you're, you're, what you, what you're passionate about. You're passionate about kids, summer camps, ropes course. And instead of taking it on just yourself, it's like the, it's, you recognize it's a gift the Lord gave you, hmm. and, you and you go after that. And that, that was the revelation I had because when I do compare myself, like I said, I come up in my mind wanting, and I think a lot of us, when they, they compare themselves towards other people's gifts and talents, they come up wanting, even if they're the most gifted person in the world, the most beautiful. So that is really good. Is just like, what, what do you like to do? Hmm. You like to bake? Well, then bake. You like to you know, go on walks in the, in, the, in the forest? Well, do it. Invite someone with. Bring, bring them into your world and your desires and, and whatever God has given you, bring them along. You know, put it in play. Yeah. Put it in play. Put it on play. Put it on the table. You know, and that's what's so cool about this parable, in my opinion, is because there's different levels of talents, and the guy had one, and he could have really multiplied his one, mm-hmm. even though he, you know maybe he didn't think he was that gifted. He just his version of who God the Father was or the master was so wrong. Mm-hmm. So we always are it affected th- who he saw himself as. Correct. Too, right? I think it's a hundred percent, and I think. Every one of us out here that's listening, you have something that you can put in play. That's really good. Put it in play, hmm. but and don't compare yourself against others. You have anything? Yeah, that's oh, good. Uh, yeah, that's really good, guys. It's uh, it's great to have you back in person. It's we really we cool. love you guys. We missed we missed you guys and we so enjoyed media doing team. it though on the road. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. No we burden could, whatsoever. It's Talk funny. about Jesus. Are you kidding me? I can follow you guys. Uh, you know, downloads go up in Montana. They go up in Wyoming. That's they really, go up in Nevada. That's it's awesome. Like, I'm pretty sure that's 
that's the uh, the little sprinkling of seeds of <laughs> the podcast. We got to send you with business cards next time. Probably. You know what? Here we you go. we probably knew that. You know what was kind of cool about our trip um, is Steve said to me, he said, because I'm a planner. I want to know mm -hmm. where I'm going, nest, you know, figure out the road. Yep. Um, he said, can we just listen to the Holy Spirit? Can, we knew we we're starting in Spokane. We had a real firm that we're, we saw our good friend Joe Whitwer, and that was amazing. Went to a staff meeting. Um, but we just went, and the Lord, we just got to talk to people about Jesus. Uh, one guy in Montana, uh, he does Celebrate Recovery. Um, Paul, if you're listening, you know, just he was so excited. He, he came back and told us over and over again. Just everywhere we went, we just got to see Jesus' hand. It was really fun. Mm. You know, it was it was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. We're glad to be home with you guys. Though. We missed you. We are glad. Yeah, well, thank you for, for being here. Excited to hear more of, of that revelation from yeah. your vacation. And, he shook. Uh, even though Steve just got back, he's got to go. He's, he's got to go right now. We so laugh. We laugh. What? That's everybody. Um, Steve's slogan. Got to go. Okay, this is what on my tombstone. Uh, go ahead. That was my joke. On my tombstone, you I told it. him when the Lord takes him home, his his tagline will be, "I told you, I had to go." Yeah. And will right? And you just stole my punchline, you goofball. I gotta go. I did got that it. on my tombstone. I laid it to you. A little bit, you did. I got. <laughs> Thank go. you guys so much. I set um, you up. I love you. I love you guys. This is really fun. Thank love, you guys so you much next. for being part of our Uncommon Truth, being the Uncommon Truth. And uh, we'll keep it rolling next week. So come back. Ciao. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.